Well, hey, 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 everybody. It's Holly. And Amy. And Kristen. And welcome back to Just Think, the podcast, the podcast where we don't tell you what to think. We just challenge you to try it, to put on your thinking caps, <laughs> put on your thinking caps and ask some questions and do some digging because friends, we have discovered this really horrifying truth and, and we are not alarmists. We, we really aren't. But the, the truth is not easy to find right now because so much information is being controlled, manipulated and suppressed. And so we are on a mission as three friends who come from across the political spectrum, united in our mission to simply find what is true. And boy, this week, since we met with you last, there have been a lot of uh, ch -ch changes for sure. Right? <laughs> we got and, lots of quick, quick questions. <laughs> and we got lots of questions. And what's so incredible is so many of the changes we've been talking about from experts who've been saying this is exactly what is gonna happen. And so here we are once again, watching some of these quote unquote conspiracy theorists, some of these people who've been censored by the internet. I mean, Joe Rogan was talking about it on his podcast this week, like wake up America, okay? Listen, we can't, oh. I mean, listen, it is, it's getting real. Th these people who were calling for this literally months and months and months ago, it's unfolding. And we're acting like, oh, we didn't know. Let me tell you something. If the scientists and the experts don't know, they're not paying attention. Because right. you don't have to be an expert anymore to know something isn't measuring up. And also science isn't settled. When mm -hmm. people say the science is settled, I wanna go, yeah, on, on how many things? Because Pluto was a moon and a planet and a moon and a planet. And I'm sorry, <laughs> I just, I don't even know anymore, but that apparently isn't settled either. The things that we thought, right? I think was brontosaurus, maybe not even a dinosaur. I don't know. There's been some stuff we were taught in school we now know isn't true, okay? Science evolves the more you know. We always say, we love to quote Maya, Maya Angelou, right? When you know better, you do better. Mm -hmm. Now. But yeah, we're, 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 we're going back to doing things that didn't work the first time mm -hmm. with this whole thing. So it's like the changes are, um, you know, we're just resorting back to the same measures that not that, sure that didn't work, that didn't work the first time. So well, tell them what they decided this week, Amy, what was, what's the big news? What happened? What came uh, out? Well, you, well about the mask you mean, or what? Like well, up in Massachusetts, they had a little super spread. Oh, oh yeah right up at the Cape. And well, everybody, I want y'all to listen to me, okay? This is what I feel like people just don't usually know. But in media, if you have bad news, you deliver it on a Friday, okay? Uh, yep, we were listening to this too. Okay. You always I, learned all this. I, mean, I know this from business, okay? If, you, if there's something that I know that is not good news for my field leaders to hear, the, 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 they're not gonna bring it to us until on a Friday. And that's so everybody really can't do anything about it for Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. And so everybody kind of you know, goes away. And so Friday is notoriously known in the media world. It's when you deliver bad news. Well, yes. on Thursday, the CDC came out and said, hey, vaccinated people, mask back up, leaving Americans going, huh? Wait, why? You told us if we got vaccinated. We'll we get would, back to normal. Get back to normal. <laughs> Just do your part. Do your part, America, and we can get back to normal. And then they come back and they say, psych, nope, 
put that mask back on, even if you've been vaccinated. And people were like, what? I mean, so much so that Ma Michael Rappaport, who is a well-known leftist actor who goes mm -hmm. on rants regularly on social media, was like, you know, basically get your SHIT together, CDC, to which I want to say, Michael, if you still trust in the CDC at this point, I got some information <laughs> I need to share with you. Sorry, I'm going to say that, guys, because it's I, true that we haven't even. It's time I, to be real. Oh my gosh! I mean, for I literally mean, decades, on. for decades, this this they have been. I don't know how they still get a platform, to be honest with you. But anyway, yeah, I know. So, so he said, "Y'all figure it out." They don't have it figured out because they keep trying to hold the line on the original narrative, which is mask up till you get vaccinated. And that was all about getting every American vaccinated. First of all, every American can't get vaccinated. Okay. There are people who cannot, their doctors like me would say, you cannot, you should not, I don't advise you to get this vaccine for these other medical reasons or, or conditions that you have that would not be advisable for you to take it. It was never going to be that we're going to get everybody vaccinated. They wanted to get most people vaccinated. And so then they come out and say this with no data supporting the decision to put masks back on vaccinated people. Well, here, but, but sorry to interrupt you. They did say that, well, you were saying no, no data, but it's because this is where we were just talking about. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt, but I was like, this is where it's like, on one hand, they're saying to put the masks on. But on the other hand, they're saying that everybody needs a vaccine, but they're saying to put the masks on because apparently the vaccine isn't as effective as they thought. Like literally, is it Walensky, right? Yeah. She was on CNN saying our, vaccine, our, our vaccines are working exceptionally well. They continue to work well for the Delta with regard to severe illness and death. They prevent it, but what they can't do anymore is prevent transmission. Okay. Those were her exact words exact words which means this no longer is for, so remember when everyone tried to bully the uh people into getting the vaccine saying do it for your neighbor god they're still doing it. Oh. they are still doing it oh, it's hot on social media it's oh. hot out there it doesn't then they, then they don't understand what just has been revealed the cdc acknowledging you can spread you can both contract and spread covid when you are vaccinated and one of the things that was alarming to me is when the NC State baseball team got pulled out of the NCAA tournament and more of the players who tested positive for COVID were vaccinated than not vaccinated. Right. And that's when I was like, whoa, that's kind of right. crazy. Okay. Here's the other thing that people need to think about. And these are the questions we want to ask you is that they come out, they wait a full day till Friday. Why did they wait till Friday to talk about the fact that this study up in New England then that showed it said it said that 75 percent of people who contracted COVID were vaccinated then they showed that vaccinated people carry the same viral load as the unvaccinated meaning they spread it just as easily now if you know this is now the science you now have determined that you now know okay we see this why are you staying the same course of action when you have evidence to the contrary? Why would what they do that? Well, see, and look, it, again, if somebody cares more about, you know, not getting severely sick and not going into the hospital and dying and, and those, of course, nobody wants to go in the hospital and die, but it's a risk benefit analysis individually. Right. Okay. 
and we've already talked about the and percentages, that fine. and that is fine. fine. Get it to protect you. But the but the Don't whole say. point of everybody saying do this for the good of others, do this for you know, do this for your neighbor, love thy neighbor. We do love thy neighbor. Yes. But I also love my body and my health, and it is my choice. And I'm not being selfish. I know for a fact if I thought I was being selfish or harming somebody, I would not do this. People who know me know that I would not do this. People who know Amy, people who know Holly, we would never, ever, ever put anybody at risk. Never. We are smart people, educated people, and I'm not saying anybody else isn't, but I also feel like everybody keeps saying, according to the CDC, according to the CDC, oh. and all of us here sitting here talking, we have looked at the CDC, okay? We do look at that, but we also look at the UK. We look at Israel. We look at a lot of other physicians because there's a lot of people around the world who are collaborating and yeah. we're getting sources from everywhere. And that's what everybody should be doing. And I know people don't have time. And this is also why we're doing this podcast yeah. because we want to give this information. We want to spoon feed this information to you. Do with it what you will. But it's one that that quote that we said, it's not up to you. What is it when you get the knowledge? It's what you do with it, right? So yeah. and knowledge is power. And when you don't have the knowledge and when they're suppressing the knowledge, you're never going to know. And you're also going to live in fear. But can I just tell you, can I play for y'all just so y'all can hear? Um, this is what the megaphone is on mainstream media. Just listen. This is, I mean, if this is what you're watching and you're getting your news just from the CDC and just from the news outlets, this is what has been going on this past week or two. Being called a pandemic among the unvaccinated. This is becoming a pandemic of the unvaccinated. A pandemic of the unvaccinated. This is an epidemic that's occurring in the unvaccinated. We're seeing a pandemic among the unvaccinated. This is becoming a pandemic of the unvaccinated. The Centers for Disease Control says unvaccinated Americans are driving these numbers, accounting for nearly all deaths and almost all of the hospitalizations. Virtually every person who is in the hospital right now, sick with COVID-19, is unvaccinated. We are seeing outbreaks of cases in parts of the country that have low vaccination coverage because unvaccinated people are at risk. So it's going to find those pockets in each community where people aren't vaccinated and it's going to do a lot of damage. To get to the bottom of this. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, so that's the narrative. That's the narrative, which, which the CDC just changed course and sent us all back to masks. Why? Because they know this is not a pandemic of the unvaccinated. This is just a pandemic. And what and people who are vaccinated, they're mad and they're thinking that they're blaming the unvaccinated that they have to get back in masks. Yeah. But it is not the unvaccinated fault. And the mask, we it they already showed with what was it was it California and Florida or California and Texas, the, the chart that we saw that the lockdown didn't work. It was the same. They had the same numbers yep. trending and everything, no matter whether they had masks or not. Yep. And, and, and then let's talk about, you know, the border, all these people coming over without masks. And let's talk about all these other things. It's like, come on. It's just, it's not science. It's ridiculous. We gotta start thinking and for them to be blaming just one set of people for this fear-mongering and hate and more of a divide, just more like who shook the jar. Again, exactly. Who is shaking the jar? Because yeah. there is no, and why is it so political? Why is it that if you're not vaccinated, then you are a Trump-loving right-wing Republican? Not well, true. I know a lot of people. I heard that today right. and on the, I listened to the Daily podcast with yeah. uh, Chad and they said that was their exact words. They were talking about unvaccinated and they said, 
um, extreme right Trumpians. Yes. That that's it. And first of all, I know for, I'm like, that, what? that's not true. I have tons of Trump. I know I mean, tons of Trump people who got the vaccine. I do too. And I also know tons of Biden people who I have mean, not gotten it. My husband, <laughs> plays, golf my husband plays golf with a, a, a Trump loving Republican. And he said to Paul um, this week, why, why don't people just get vaccinated? And, mm -hmm. and my husband said, um, I don't think you understand um, what's at stake here. Mm -hmm. And there's, there's several reasons. And this is what Paul laid out for me is one, not everybody can get vaccinated because this is not a foolproof vaccine that's one size fits all, okay? There are more mm -hmm. adverse reactions and deaths to this vaccine than any in the history of vaccinations, okay? That does not make you anti-vax to point that out, okay? Mm -hmm. But he said, the second thing is, is if you start mandating drugs and injections into people's bodies, it's like the most it's the least American thing you can do, okay? You cannot mandate people take a Tylenol even, okay? That's, that, that would be the beginning. That, it would be just the beginning. Yeah, there are many, many scientists that said this is the hill to die on. Like, this is our hill to die on. We can't, this is it. Like, if this, if yep. this becomes a thing, then we're, then. She, well, the, the one of the Clinton advisors, right? Like, she's yeah, like, that was she is a, this, this woman. Amy Wolf. Yes, Naomi, love her. She's a liberal feminist. Like she is not a Trumper. And she said, this is the hill to die on America. You say no to a mandate of any kind that has to do with medical, that does not give you medical autonomy. And so the, the, the narrative is do this for everyone else. But it's been proven time and time again that doing that is not helping everyone else. Even Fauci said when the vaccines first came out, we don't know that this stops the spread. He said, it will help you fare better if you get COVID. Did he not? He said, we just yeah. know this. It, it should never have been said that this is about saving your neighbor because we never knew that. Mm -mm. There was never science that supported that, that claim. And y'all want to know why I'm mad? Because last Thursday I got COVID and I'm fine. <laughs> And I'm listen to her. She's listen still preaching. She is. Still I, I am literally fine. Now, I'm going to tell you, it is the flu. I mean, it feels like the flu. It's not the flu. That's a different virus. Long crack. It feels right. like, yeah, okay. it's, it's a long flu. Okay. But I'm sitting here today, day five, having this conversation. I'm up, dressed about, going on with life because I knew what to do. Here's the difference. Mm -hmm. I knew what to do. Number one, I assessed the risk of me getting the vaccine with my doctor who said, don't get it. But of course, I didn't want to get it anyway. So I was thrilled. Okay. I wasn't going to get it anyway, because I've had adverse reactions to vaccines in the past um, with a medical condition that I have. Okay, so there's that. I assessed the risk and said, well, if I get if I get COVID, then I know what to do now because I've done the research. What's so sad to me, what yeah. breaks my heart and pisses me off is that the girl that works for us came down with COVID a week before I got it. She and I have not seen each other. I did not get it from her. We don't know where I got it. Um, everybody else in my family's fine. My father got it about five days before me. My father is 70, almost 73 years old next month. He had open heart surgery at 51. He is considered high risk for COVID. My daddy is doing great. Let me tell you what my daddy he knew what to do. He knew what to do. We got on ivermectin right away. We take vitamin C, vitamin D, zinc, quercetin. Okay. You have to let yourself rest, but you're, and you're not going to want to do this, but you have to get outside and walk slowly. 
Okay, maybe have somebody beside you just in case you feel lightheaded, but use your lungs. Don't lay in bed too long, not using your lungs. You gotta use it. Now I'm not here giving medical advice. What I'm telling you is I am sharing what medical advice I was given in hopes that it helps somebody else to know. God forbid you get this virus. My dad is considered high risk. I am not. Thank you, Jesus. We are both fine. And everybody's story is different. Please hear me. If you're listening to this and you're like, I know someone who died. Yes, me too. Okay. If you're listening to this and you're like, Holly, it was terrible for someone else. Yes, I know people it's been terrible for. And I know people who were basically asymptomatic. Okay. We now know there are over 100 million Americans. And this is what a lot of virologists and scientists are screaming. And the mainstream will not report it. That 100 million Americans now have immunity to this disease because they've already been exposed to it. And they just didn't present with great symptoms or any at all. You know what, Holly, tell them what your friend said, your, the your lady girl you work with that went because you didn't say what so, so that's okay. So um, the girl that works for us, she got it like, let's say two weeks ago, if not longer, actually, but I think it was two weeks ago. She got it. And, um, and then my dad got it, let's say the week later. And then I got it about five days after that. When she went to the Minute Clinic, so around here, we go to CVS or Walgreens and you do a drive-through COVID test. She went into the Minute Clinic to get a prescription of whatever she thought she needed. And they said to her, there is nothing we can do. If you labor to breathe, go to the emergency room. Okay. I want to put somebody in. There's the difference. And there is where the lives have been lost. This is the sad. This is what pisses us off, and this is what makes it so sad. Is that all these people that you just referenced, that your friends are thinking about right now, that we know that died, that have long haul symptoms, that have suffered from this, and to know that there is something to do. Because if anybody looks up the science of this, it's the virus replicating, and it's worse in the beginning. Really, like around like now, don't quote me. Like day five, seven, ten, somewhere around there. If you get early treatment, yes. it, re- it stops the virus replication and it reduces your symptoms. It reduces the duration. And there are medicines that do that. There are medicines that prevent it. There are medicines that help with early treatment. And if you don't know that, and if you don't believe that, and if your doctors don't believe that, get another doctor. We are not giving medical treatment, but yeah. y'all, I mean, medical advice, but I'm telling you, do your research. That's why we started it because I have a high risk dad. Okay. He didn't want the vaccine. I wanted to know what guidance can I give him? Because yeah. I knew these doctors weren't going to look. No. What can we do to prevent it or to help if he does get this? And even if he did want the vaccine, yeah. what if it was in the beginning, they were only catering it to certain people. Yeah. What if he got COVID before? Yeah. What would you do? So many yeah. people died before the vaccine because they said, go home. There's nothing we can do. That and happened. now, you know, the, the, the early treatment thank goodness that we know. And the, that's one of the reasons why we do this podcast is to try to get information to people, but either people don't know this because it is actively being censored and suppressed, or they just don't even want to hear or believe it because it goes against their preconceived notion or their, it's like a political thing. Like the minute they hear ivermectin or something, they're like, Oh no, that's just a bunch of horse. Well, do you even realize that ivermectin, that there are um, how many, there are 50 some, 51, 56 something trials right now, clinical trials right now. Okay. Globally in 21 countries going on, there's already been a meta-analysis of, I want to say either 11 or 13 of them. Okay. Don't quote me, but I've got, trust me, I've got all that information. I actually had a friend just asked me and just sent her a whole email full of sources. Okay. 
one there are there were 14 studies talking looking at prophylaxis that's preventative okay with ivermectin all right Four, 14 of the 14 studies actually showed positive effect with ivermectin okay but 100 percent of those studies showed a positive effect there are 60 trials that have already been done 56 of those 60 showed a positive effect with ivermectin we're talking like reduce, reducing um, the virus, quicker viral clearance, you know, quicker or lower the viral, lowering the viral load, reducing hospitalization, reducing severe symptoms and hospitalizations and death. That is our goal. And if that truly is the goal of everybody, why are we not looking at everything? And if it doesn't, who cares if it's quote, they said they want a double blind placebo control, randomized control studies. And these are, these are, but guess what? Everybody ran to this vaccine that had two months. It would, they unblinded the participants. And guess what? The Pfizer study that the longest study that they have, six months, 15 of the people in the vaccinated group died, 14 in the placebo group died. More people in the vaccinated group, and this is Pfizer's own study, Okay. We'll put the link up. It just came out this week. No, it did show that there, it did great. It did show that the vaccine showed, you know, that it helped with infection, severe illness, hospitalizations in this study. I can, I, I can believe it. I, I can, can believe, believe that the vaccine does that. I can believe right. it. So if you want to get it, because like she said, like Kristen said, if you want to get it because you feel like for your yeah. own risk benefit, you want to lessen your symptoms or chances of being yeah. hospitalized, then, then do, that's do fine. I mean, you, you get to choose that. I, I will not argue that I, that people probably haven't statistically fared better when they got COVID with the vaccine than they didn't. What I'm also saying is there are other options outside of that vaccine. There mm -hmm. are other options and I'm living proof of it. My father's living proof. And what we watched is, is, our, is our sweet girl that works for us has not fared as well because she didn't know what the protocol was and we just assumed they would tell her when she went to the doctor. Should never have assumed that. Now, Holly, you know, why would you have assumed that? I should not have. You know, they tell her to go home. And I just, well, if she listened to the podcast, she would know about ivermectin. We talked <laughs> about it a long time ago. But the thing about ivermectin, it's also one, known as one of the safest drugs in the world. So it's like what Kristen was saying is, what's the harm? It's You're not going to have an adverse reaction to it. There's literally no harm in trying it. And by the way, like if you can't get in the, oh, to, to even get a test. So just so you guys know, I could not, it took more than 48 hours for me to go get a test at a Walgreens or um, CVS, like one of the drive-through clinics around here. Everything is booked because everybody's having to get tested now to prove that they don't have it. So that is keeping people like me who are actually sick from being able to get tested when we need to get tested. That's a whole nother thing. But then the the thing that i ended up doing was i ordered online a at-home covid kit pick <coughs> excuse me i'd paul go pick it up but you can have them pick it up in the pharmacy so you just they can give it through you to the window mm -hmm. and um and we took tests that way my dad my nephew and i all tested um positive and everybody else was negative um so and we're the three that were symptomatic now my nephew is 16 years old and so he's done great you know hey, and, and we yeah. bring up that about the positive tests and go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. 
Well, which part? I was going to say the Johns Hopkins study showed that just came out showed that exactly zero children have died of COVID. They didn't already have significant risks of dying in the first place because they were sick with something else. So right. this is another thing when we talk about masking up these children and, and, and making the children pay for our fears, making the children pay for our concerns or, or asking our children to protect us. It just right. makes me furious because it's our job to protect them. Exactly. It is our job to protect them and shame on people. And this really makes me furious. And yes, I've been sick. So that's probably why I'm a little more pissed. But golly, it is our job to protect them. Right. We can do the things like take the vitamins. Gosh, yes, you need to be healthy right now. If you've never figured that out by now, this is important. It's time to get a wake up call for that. Yes. <laughs> get healthy for yourself and your kids too. But come on, it's not their job to protect you from getting COVID. Exactly. And it's not, and stop scaring them. Like people who like, when they're, when they're even saying it on the news, that they're suggesting the parents to wear a mask around their kids in the oh house. I mean, come what? on. Well, That's we saw, this is like the NIH saying but, this, right? Or who was it saying this? The director of the NIH said that. I, I'm like, are we trust, are, are we, after you hear something like that, like, does it not just make you be like, um, huh? no, I mean, no. Is like, this are we, we going to listen to everything they say? Really? But I wanted to say one more point when you were talking about the case, the testing, yes. I had a friend that messaged me. She's a nurse. She's in the healthcare field. Like it's not just some, whatever, like it doesn't matter that you are or aren't, but I'm just saying she's on top of all this. Okay. Her brother had to get, had to, had COVID, had, of course, tested positive, had to have a negative test before going back to work. Okay. And apparently he had five positive tests. They counted every single one of those until he became negative. Imagine that's one person out of the 332 million people in the United States. And I've thought about this too, you know, like when they're doing these, you know, here they are, they're about to talk, they're talking about weekly testing, all this stuff. They're going to get the um, asymptomatic people and who knows, let's talk about the cycle threshold. Let's make sure that cycle threshold, let's look at the number of that. But how do we know that they're not doing that and all these weekly tests and those? So they're, they're talking so much about the cases right now, okay? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that the ca- cases truly don't mean death, y'all, okay? And people are like, well, they're still, they still can be hospitalized. It still be good, severe. I get that. I'm not wishing this on anybody, okay? Yeah. Yeah. But cases do not mean death. In my eyes, cases means immunity. Okay. It means like we are building well, immunity. immunity. So let's talk about this, girls. Um, and, and then we're going to wrap up. We're yeah. going to end with a video and then we're going to do a part two on this because there's more to share here. Um, but the thing that, that, that we've got to, we've got to get clear on is what is our goal? I think people, uh, we, we're going to play this clip where I think this doctor refers to that. We're not going to get rid of COVID. COVID's here to stay. Respiratory viruses don't go away. We, that's why we can never get rid of the flu. It, it's, it's here to stay, friends. Mm-hmm. It's, it's here to stay. Here's the good news. A test out of Israel showed, and I believe it was that if you have gotten, this is why I wanted to get COVID. I mean, I don't want to get it, but right. I'm glad I got it. My dad and I both, when we got those positive tests, I promise y'all we both went, whoo, thank God. Get this <laughs> over with. I mean, I'm, I'm My serious. husband asked if Holly could come down and cough on us. Oh, oh, I already I almost like, went over to my friend's house and said, can you please like, cough on me? And I know that people on the uh, who are only- Remember chicken pox back in the day? Yes. Mom put me in the well, bath with my sister. <laughs> And I know that people hear us all say that and they're like, you girls don't understand how serious it is. Yes, we do. But we, we do. also know how not serious it is for most people when the death rate is now at what? It's 
death rates that are dropping. Are they not? Have y'all? Well, and I think the whole thing is yes, it's serious, but it's serious because nobody is talking about early treatment. Nobody's talking about prevention and early treatment. That is key. Think about a stroke. Think about heart attack. Early treatment, like time is muscle, time is brain. Same with this. Yes. Time is the virus replication. Okay. I mean, Just we get got to right away and not well, it's like uh, with the flu, Tamiflu, like, you know, that's, it's time is of the essence with Tamiflu. Yes. You know, I've gotten the flu before and it's like, you have to take that to reduce the viral replication within the first 48 hours of the onset of the virus or else it's just not going to work. Right. Exactly. So, so we're telling treatment. people to go home and wait till you're having problems let the virus or you get worse. So then it's five to seven days. Well, guess what? These treatments that we're talking about, they are less effective. They can still work, but they are less effective. They yep. are effective, most effective when you catch it early. And why they are not talking about this and why doctors are being suppressed and banned by talking about this and why doctors are losing their license for prescribing an FDA approved medicine that's been around for decades, that's safe and effective for whatever else it's prescribed for. Yeah. If it has the potential to do good and very minimal risk, why are they not doing this? People are dying and y'all should be pissed. Whoever's listening to this, you should be pissed that all these people are dying. Yep. And asking yourself why they're being, why, why is it being censored? It's not I because of the vaccine or not that, no vaccine. Uh, okay, on the next episode too, we need to just talk about too, um, uh, a little more of the data behind this to, to prove that when we say, we, we absolutely, listen guys, we know this is a serious disease. There are people who are going to be very um, susceptible to this, that this, will, this can be very deadly for them. We understand that. Mm -hmm. The numbers just don't support us acting like this is killing most people. It's just not, it's right. just, right. Um, for most people, and I can say this because now I've experienced it, it is like the flu. Okay. And nobody wants to get the flu. I understand if you get the vaccine, cause you just don't want to, I get that. Mm -hmm. But, but now we're going to talk about on the next episode, the immunity you get from actually getting the virus compared to the um, vaccine and the lies that have been out there from the CDC and from other places uh, speculating on immunity and what's really true. We've got a lot of data to share with you on that as well. All right. So let me show you, uh, let, let's play. We wanted to play this video for you guys. Oh my gosh, y'all. That's it. Oh, hello. Well, and I turned off just the in time. Curb, so I don't know why I'm doing it. I'm going to kill, this is my child. Let me just tell him. Oh, I mean, we're live so, on a podcast. Yep. We're live on the You're podcast. Live. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm trying to find the video, y'all. Did I, did I pull it up? Hold We're going to play you a video that was posted and immediately removed, immediately from YouTube with, with less than 24 hours. Less this information than 24 was removed. Hours, this information was removed from a public, okay, from YouTube. It was at Mount Vernon and it was from a doctor testifying before a board. Take a listen. Guilty as charged. Um, Dr. Dan Stock, uh, 5777 West Seminole, North McCordsville, Indiana. Um, to, to address your comment, geez, it's hard to believe we're 18 months into this and still having a problem. And I would suggest the reason we still have a problem is because we're doing things that are not useful. And we're getting our sources of information from the Indiana State Board of Health and the CDC, who actually don't bother to read science before they do this. Um, I'm actually a functional family medicine physician. That means I am specially trained in immunology and inflammation regulation. And everything being recommended by the CDC and the State Board of Health is actually contrary to all the rules of science. 
So things you should know about coronavirus and all other respiratory viruses, they are spread by aerosol particles, which are small enough to go through every mask. By the way, the literature that supports all of that is in a flash drive that we presented to you has been given to the secretary. As a matter of fact, it quotes at least three studies sponsored by the NIH to that exact fact, even though the CDC and the NIH have chosen to, to ignore the very science that they paid to have done. Um, that is why you keep struggling with this is because you cannot make these viruses go away. The natural history of all respiratory viruses is that they circulate all year long, waiting for the immune system to get sick through the winter or become deranged, as has happened recently with these vaccines, and then they cause symptomatic disease. Because they cannot be filtered out and they have animal reservoirs, and this is a very important point, no one can make this virus go away. The CDC has managed to convince everybody that we can handle this like we did smallpox, where we could make a virus go away. Smallpox had no animal reservoirs. The only thing it learned to infect was humans. That's why we were able to make that virus go away. That will not happen with this any more than it will with influenza, the common cold, respiratory syncytial virus, adenoviral respiratory syndromes, or anything else that has animal reservoirs. So the reason you can't do this is because you're trying to do something which has already been tried and can't be done. Equally important is that vaccination changes none of this, especially with this vaccine. And I would hope this board would start asking itself before it considers taking the advice of the CDC, the NIH, and the State Board of Health, why we are doing things about this that we didn't do for the common cold, influenza, or respiratory syncytial virus. And then ask yourself, why is a vaccine that is supposedly so effective having a breakout in the middle of the summer when respiratory viral syndromes don't do that? And to help you understand that, you need to know the condition that is called antibody-mediated viral enhancement. That is a condition done when vaccines work wrong, as they did in every coronavirus study done in animals on coronaviruses after the SARS uh, outbreak and done in respiratory syncytial virus, where a vaccine used in a vulnerable individual done the wrong way, which why it cannot be done right for a respiratory virus, which has a very low pathogenicity rate, causes the immune system to actually fight the virus wrong and let the virus become worse than it would with native infection. And that is why you are seeing an outbreak right now. In fact, in that flash drive you're gonna have coming to you and in the emails with six extra, there will be a study showing that 75% of people who had COVID-19 positive symptom cases in Barnstable, Massachusetts outbreak were fully vaccinated. Therefore, there is no reason for treating any person vaccinated any differently than any person unvaccinated. You should also know that no vaccine, even the ones I support and would give to myself and my children, ever stops infection. In 2014, there was outbreak of mumps in the National Hockey League. The only people who came down the symptoms were the people who were unvaccinated or unknown vaccine status. Boy, that sounds like a great argument for vaccines. But a question that you should ask yourself, knowing that half of the people who came down with symptomatic disease had no contact with an unvaccinated or unknown vaccine status individual, where did they get the disease? And the answer was from the vaccinated individuals. No vaccine prevents you from getting infection. You get infected, you shed pathogen. This is especially true of viral respiratory pathogens. You just don't get symptomatic from it. So you cannot stop spread. You cannot make these numbers that you've planned on get better by doing any of the things you're doing because that is the nature of viral respiratory pathogens. And you can't prevent it with a vaccine because they don't do the very thing you're wanting them to do. And you will be chasing this the remainder of your life until you recognize that the Center for Disease Control and the Indiana State Board of Health are giving you very bad scientific guidance. 
and instead read the articles that are going to come on the email and are on this flash drive and listen to the people in this audience here tonight who actually have recognized the advice they are getting from the CDC and the NIH is counterfactual. And that's why you're still fighting this, but this vaccine that supposedly was going to make all of this go away, but it suddenly managed to make an outbreak of COVID-19 develop in the middle of the summer when vitamin D levels are at their highest. By the way, the other thing that would be necessary, any vaccine restriction to be considered is if there were no other treatment available. And I can tell you, having treated over 15 COVID-19 patients, that between active loading with vitamin D, ivermectin, and zinc, that there is not a single person who has come anywhere near the hospital. And we already have studies that show that if you achieve a 25-hydroxy vitamin D level greater than 55, your risk of COVID-19 death will drop down to through one quarter of the population average for the United States. And there are active treatment trials included on that flash drive that show the same is true. So if you were going to discriminate based upon vaccine, you should also discriminate based upon 25-hydroxy vitamin D level, zinc taste test response, and probably previous infections, since there are also studies on that flash drive that show that people who have recovered from COVID-19 infection actually get no benefit from vaccination at all, no reduction in symptoms, no reduction in hospitalization, and suffer two to four times the rate of side effects if they are subsequently vaccinated. Therefore, the policies that you are basing on are totally counterfactual. I don't blame this board for that because I know you aren't scientists and you've thought it was reasonable to listen to the CDC, NIH, and the Indiana State Board of Health. But I would encourage that instead you listen to the people out here in this audience and read what's on that data drive. And if anybody here in this board has any questions about anything on that, I will happily come back and sit with you individually if you would like to explain the science behind this. And if you're worried about being sued by somebody because you don't follow the guidance of the CDC and the NIH, I will tell you have a free pro bono expert testimony at your disposal. I will testify in defense of this court, turning down all these recommendations for free at any time in any court. I mean, he- I want that flash drop. Mic drop. <laughs> Mic drop. I mean, <laughs> you nailed it. I mean, that's it. I mean, that's it in a nutshell. And so here's what we'll, we'll leave you and with. And guess what? After 46,000 views, at least, yep. it was banned. It was banned. Go to YouTube, try to find it. It's not there. I created a link. It's going to be in our link tree. Um, and I'm sure it's floating around other places because, you know, you know what's scary? Is now that we are, whenever we see other science or other things that other people are actually doing on the front lines, <laughs> um, we know that it's going to be banned. So we have to screen record and create our own link. That's scary. This is really what's happening, guys, when we find things that are off the narrative, right? And we're not saying that always makes them true because it doesn't, right? Let's say somebody uh, is proposing something that is against what mainstream is telling us right now. We screen record it until we can really investigate it because we cannot trust it will be there later. So our question we leave you with is why would they ban this from YouTube? Why would they? We don't know. Maybe you have the answers. We have some suspicions. We're going to talk about it again uh, at our next podcast. So you guys join us. Um, we'll probably we'll probably actually release this midweek. We'll probably release this on uh, sometime during the week. We won't wait till next Monday to release the next one because I think it's too timely of information. We'll see. But we got more to talk about. So join us next time. Okay. See y'all.
Oh, oh, oh.